I guess we should go take care of the bureaucracy, huh? Ugh, bureaucrats. Any objections? <laughs> I'm looking at a cool bug. <laughs> no bugs. No bugs. No bugs. Really? No bugs. There are no exceptions for me, darling. Looking troubled at the lack of bugs. No, no bugs, no life. Chill, there's no bugs. There should be little sandy bugs. Good. If there's no bugs, that means there's no spiders to eat the bugs. I'm great. So dry. And hot. Or it means the spiders are large enough to eat other prey. No. Do not. <laughs> With that. Spider those are the ones that are like crabs? Uh yeah, eight eight legs. No, well, they kinda have a hard shell. They're usually very spindly and walk very bad don't. Uh-huh. Pedipalps. <laughs> sure. I know what that means. Mandibles. They're there. I think it's lawyer time. Yeah. <laughs> think of, think about loss. Let's go hang out with some lawyers. So uh, you start heading down basically the one main street that this town has. As you are approaching the legal office, which is, uh, this is appropriately elaborate for something built by elves. It's made of this pale stone that they probably had to import. There's lots of grand arches and columns, and it's all very artful. Um, as you are approaching, you notice that uh, close to it, on either side of this main street, there are two somewhat more put well put together buildings than the rest of the town. On the left, you can see uh, the way you're coming at it makes it very clear that this is just basically a very basic shack of a building, but with a very elaborate eye-catching facade that makes it look like a high-class boutique. And there's a large banner hanging over the door, and printed on that banner is the are the words Savatier Exports. And on the other side, you see uh, kind of a big fenced-in yard with a shack fairly close to the road that this appears to be a bar. The shack houses the bar itself, like where they keep the drinks, and then the rest is just tables and chairs scattered around this courtyard. It kind of looks like a nice California winery after the bombs hit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then the uh, and then the legal office is dead ahead. All right, let's take care of the unpleasant business first. All right, cool. So you enter the uh, legal office, um, and the inside is also like polished floors, lots of columns, lots of pillars, and everything like that. There's a uh, official-looking reception desk uh, at the far end of the room. However, uh, Cacophony, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay, sixteen. 16. Okay. You uh, narrowly avoid slamming directly into a uh, gold dragonborn as she comes rushing through the room. <laughs> oh, hello! She skids a little bit on the floor and some papers go flying and she immediately bends down and starts picking up the papers going, Oh, I'm oh, so terribly sorry. I'm, I'm so, so clumsy. sorry myself. I did not mean to run into you, my dear. And she, uh, mm -hmm. Cacophony, of course, leans down and starts helping her clean, clean up and pick everything up and, and try to pile it back in order. This is a... Uh, Somewhat slim and gangly by Dragonborn standards uh, person, uh, gold scales, um, wearing robes that appear to be associated with some kind of official status. Uh, and she wears these little round glasses uh, on the edge of her nose that you can see uh, the bridge of it has been kind of warped, probably as the result of having to constantly mend them with a mending cantrip. Ah, adorable. How tall is she? <laughs> How tall is she? How tall is she, though? 
Six three. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Dragonborn, they're tall. Yeah, they start tall. <laughs> as as I help finish gathering everything up and like tidily tidily tap it to hand it back to her, I go. My my dear, is there any way I could help you? You seem to be rushing about in a, in a bit of a hurry. Perhaps there's some way we could we could um, ease your time today. Oh no, no, I'm just um, on my way to speak to the captain uh, to see if I can get an expedition mounted. I've just found some really exciting new uh, new new research that I oh, my hopefully dear, can... we are. But sorry to interrupt you. Uh, we are actually here to get our expedition license. If you would like to, perhaps come with us. Oh, and she kind of looks at all of you, and you can see her eyes I just kind of clocking. I inviting strangers with us, everybody. Yeah. Yep. I, you can see her just kind of clocking weird outfits, magical items, and going. you can see her brain go, oh, adventurers. And she's like, oh, that would be perfect, actually. Um, if you could come with me, I'll head right to the captain's office. And she powers on through. Yes, of course. As, as, she, as she goes ahead, Cacophony puts her hand to her chest and kind of swoons slightly. The dragonborn lady uh, leads you through to a office in the back, uh, which the office itself is quite spacious as befitting the guy in charge of all, all you fucking fucks. <laughs> he, uh, there's, there's quite a bit of uh, books and scrolls on the shelves lining the walls. Uh, the captain himself is currently buried under a pile of paperwork behind the desk. Uh, this is an elf... Uh, dark-skinned, uh, kind of short dreadlocks with sort of a blue tattoo on one side of his face. And he's, as, as he looks up and he sees uh, the dragonborn, he goes, Oh, oh, Thesita, not again. <laughs> <laughs> and she immediately jumps into, Now, listen, I actually found some very interesting research this time around that could indicate the location of the Forgotten Tomb. And he immediately pipes in with, No, we've been over this. I cannot spare the resources to guard you while you go look for this thing that does not exist. We can exist. spare the resources, sir. Hold on, I want to hear Wait. about the thing that doesn't exist. Wait, what doesn't exist? <laughs> he seems to notice you guys for the first time, and Hi. he looks at the- Greetings. <laughs> Hello. Zita. Hello. We can spare the resources, darling. I'd be happy to protect her. No one said that. I said it. <laughs> I'd like to know what things want to kill you before we go protect things. Juliana steps forward. Hi. We're adventurers. We're the crew of the Kestrel that just landed a couple minutes ago. We are looking to mount an expedition and for our own personal reasons, but this might coincide nicely and make everybody happy, particularly her, and hooks a thumb over a cacophony. She smiles and wiggles <laughs> her fingers. So let's talk business. Captain kind of automatically starts pulling out some other papers and goes, okay, I need you to fill these out. These are the expedition licenses, 100 gold pieces apiece. Per person or per party? Per person. All right. So do you start filling out the paperwork? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Juliana's going <laughs> to glance over the paperwork first. I'm just filling it out right away. Do I just sign? There's nothing too draconian here in terms of uh, terms and conditions. It's Can mostly, you say draconian uh, with a dragonborn the in the room? That seems rude. <laughs> yeah, I don't speak draconian. <laughs> this is not. This is the GM talking. This is not the captain. <laughs> I'm telling Annie what she's reading in the paperwork. <laughs> Are there any fill-in-the-blank questions on here, or are they all just check marks? It's mostly just uh, terms and conditions, and then, like, name, rank, serial number, like, identifying information. This is mostly, like, you agree that uh, you will take off and land exclusively from Sky Harbor, which is this town, that uh, a certain amount of all money made off of uh, selling and exporting what you have here will go to Sky Harbor uh, in, in, form, in the form of taxes, 
and that uh, you will abide by a certain code of conduct within the bounds of the town itself. Check, check, check. I'm, I'm most concerned about the code of conduct. <laughs> the code of conduct is mostly like, don't murder people, don't start fights, don't steal from people. Basic shit. At the don't start fights code of conduct, I go, do you happen to have a tavern or anything like that that's named something funny that you're explicitly told not to ask about? <laughs> it's very important. The captain just kind of looks and goes, we have a tavern. What's it called? The Dead End. Why is it called The Dead End? Because it's here. Good oh, okay. enough. That's fine. Check mark. <laughs> <laughs> Arturos kind of looks at the paperwork passively. What do I say? You'll want to check all of these, Artie, and then put your name there. Uh-huh. That okay. one? What about that one? While you're talking, Artie threw things that he refuses to read. <laughs> well, it's draconian. I don't speak draconian. No. How would I read no, draconian? No, it's common. No, you, you said draconian. Somebody said Okay, that. well, it's draconic. Draconian's a race. Whatever. <laughs> so mark that down. <laughs> draconian is also a term describing a certain totalitarian type of government, but you know what? Fine. Not Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I'm just going to cheat my answers off of Cacophony's shoulder, but try and do it sneaky-like. <laughs> I'm full-on telling, like, giving Cacophony my hand, like, just, what, where sign? There? That one? I'll do huh? it. I just sign Artie's signature for him. Oh, thanks. Wait, <laughs> how do you know my signature? Uh, don't ask it, darling. What? Don't think about it too hard. Huh? <laughs> don't worry. Okay. Whatever. You said a hundred, right? Yes. And I minus a hundred gold. From yeah, our everybody mark off a hundred gold. Fucking li nearly limitless fund. Does he accept silver? <laughs> so I can lower my silver well, That's a great idea. Can we give you some silver, <laughs> yeah, that's, though? that's a thousand silver. <laughs> cool, cool. If you want to give him pocket change just to be petty. I don't want to be petty. I just want to lighten my pockets. You feel me? <laughs> That's not what your usual goal is. If your pockets are too heavy, they distort your, your figure. <laughs> they, like, change the shape of your outfits. It's just it's, It just messes with the silhouette. Yeah. Wait, no, Arturos would know that. It just messes with the silhouette. Anyway. So you guys hand over the paperwork and the money. Uh-huh. And uh -huh. Uh, the captain kind of files that away. All right, you now all have a uh, license to mount expeditions on Herena now, and then he turns back to Thazita. <laughs> What's goes, her name? Thazita. T-H-A-Z-I-T-A. T-H-A-Z-I-T-A? Yep. Okay. No, Canadian Z. Don't speak it. <laughs> Thank I'm you. I'm sorry, I don't speak that language. <laughs> <laughs> turns his attention back to Thazita and says, no, you've told me before that you don't want to trust any adventurers and treasure hunters with this expedition because you said, quote, they're a bit shady. And Tazita Mita goes, yes, but these ones are new. <laughs> they just got here. You don't know if we're shady yet. I promise you we aren't shady because we're too stupid to be. Look at this goat. Would this goat do you wrong? I'm lawful good. I can't be shady to save my life. I do like the shade. I'm chaotic good, so I can be shady to save my life, but that's about it. This does not look like it re reassures the captain at all, but he turns to her 
So I'd love to know about this actual expedition we're thinking of being considered for. <laughs> Tazita turns to you guys and goes, oh, yes. Um, so this would be an expedition to the Nameless Tomb, which uh, is one of the few sites on the planet that has not yet been ransacked, which has me very excited, which means because it means that all of the uh, cultural and linguistic artifacts there will be in their original provenance. Uh, we won't have to worry about fi figuring out where something originally came from. And it's very, very important because, near as I can tell, the civilization of Herena did their best to completely eradicate it from their records. Hence the name. Mm-hmm. Are there skeletons? Is it cursed? <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe and maybe. This sounds like it might align with our interests. Uh, we don't know for sure, though. Like, I on mean, a scale from one to super-duper evil. How super duper evil does this sound? Were we were we looking for curses? I don't rem remember. We're we're looking for. Mm. I don't know if we want to talk about it. I I on the one hand, I don't know if it sounds super duper evil, but on the other hand, I'm not sure if we have any other, shall we say, um, lines. And this sounds like it's part of the plot, so <laughs> I feel like we should pursue it. <laughs> I mean, the thing is that Cacophony would actually say something is or is not part mm -hmm. of a plot. <laughs> a plot is afoot? I don't like the maybe on the skeletons, though. There are don't. probably skeletons, dear. There, there are skeletons pretty much everywhere we go. It's a tomb. I have a skeleton right now. There's a mild undead infestation problem on the planet. Okay. Oh. There we go. Yes, there will probably be skeletons, I'll leave it. Mm, what about traps? Almost certainly. Probably traps. Oh. I'm just worried about curses. Because I had a bad one not too long ago. You had several. Kept messing with me. I had several. Or I had one that kept mutating. I don't know. Hey, uh, Cacophony, do you still have those notes in your inventory of the uh, of the things from Takaris that mentioned Herena in the first place? Oh, yes, I do. Uh, one moment, dear. Uh, she pulls out like a the journal written in yeah. Elvish. Can you just glance at that for me? The, yes. the relevant sections. Of course, one second. <laughs> the Zeta, by the way, as soon as you pull out this journal, she starts gravitating towards you. Cacophony, of course, uh, moves sideways so the Zeta can kind of read over her shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just check whether she reads Elvish. I mean, she would probably. She, I mean, she's working with an Elvish government, so probably. Probably, at least. You know, uh, she does church. not, but she reads Draconic. <laughs> oh, okay. How does Cacophony manage to do this everywhere we go? <laughs> I mean, look at her. Yeah. Okay. I rest my point. <laughs> <laughs> she Tazita looking over your shoulder. She can't read it, but she's going, where did you get that? Off world. Interesting. She starts start trying to trick crane her neck more. Starts reaching out to like maybe try and flip a page. Hey, I, I will be honest, doesn't really seem to say anything about how Reno might be useful to guide us forward. Mm hmm. Okay. But she said the expedition or something was recent to Herena, right? Relatively, or that it was it was a newer thing? I I don't remember the exact wording. It was a long time ago, and I was <laughs> under a lot of stress. It's almost like it was nearly a year ago. Shh. Hush you. I feel like I wasn't even there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, quick I note, think... uh, you might want to look at the lab notes instead of the journal. 
if you oh. have that, which I don't. I, I, I think don't, Tuatha I don't has the lab, the lab notes. notes. I think Tuatha had the lab notes. Can you just like, <laughs> God damn it, Tuatha, drop that into someone's shit? <laughs> or can you one still of us have roll those? intelligence to see if we remember? Yeah, um, somebody roll intelligence to see how well they recall. It will have to be someone who's there, so who was there. So already you're out on yeah, this check. Yeah, no, not me. I got a ten. And Rio, the person, also doesn't remember. Go for it. I'll roll, but it will be hilarious if mine is I the also best. got oh, a thank ten. God. It's only a four. Cacophony That's accurate. Cacophony and Jilliana got a ten. Okay, uh, Cacophony and uh, Jill, you remember from the lab notes something about Takara saying that her expedition to Herena would have to be delayed. Okay. So have any of you had a super evil lady who wears all black show up to try and go on an expedition? Um, and then she turns to the captain and the captain goes, Super goth. Can't say I recall that. Someone wearing a lot of black wouldn't do particularly well all here. Right. That's good. That's a great sign, this? honestly. Has there been any particular expedi- expedition site that's been previously accessed that's had a lot of activity uh, in the last... Six months? Especially in regards to evil things. There's been a lot of clamor to get to the Nameless Tomb from a lot of different factions. Hmm. Uh, The only thing stopping a lot of them is that most people don't know where it is. In that case, again, I think we should follow Fazita. All right. That sounds like it's the best lead we've got, then. Is it insight to check someone's on the up and up? Yes. What skill is that? I'm going to just... I'm I'm staring at him suspiciously. And I rolled an eight. (laughs) (laughs) The Zeta seems really enthusiastic. Captain's kind of hard to read. That's what you got. Okay. I've got my eye on them. (laughs) Oh, I do have a mild question. What is your opinion on Albers? Who are you directing this question at? The captain. (laughs) On, On this planet, I mean. There aren't any. Juliana right. just slowly turns to stare at Cacophony. Yes, Jill. <laughs> I think that sounds like a question you shouldn't be bothering people with. I mean, it's an important uh, it's an important question to me personally. Oh, sure, it's important to you personally, but I'm not sure everybody needs to know about that particular part. It's a question. Setting that aside, <laughs> Juliana just sort of looks at the party. Okay, so all all in? Yes, of course. I'm always all in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that was still a yes. Jill turns to the Zeta. Okay, you need an you need a party? Uh yes, and I'm willing to pay each of you 500 gold from the Seeker's discretionary fund uh to uh cover your expenses and labor. Sure. I think oh, the captain will nice. be amenable to that. Excellent. She sticks out her hand. All right. And Thazita immediately shakes it. Her grip is quite strong and a little warm because she's got metallic scales and she's been out in the sun. Adorable. Adorable. Yes. Okay. In that case, you should all definitely stock up on some supplies before you head out. I have some additional things to get to take care of with the captain uh, to ensure transportation. And I will meet you all at the stables tomorrow morning. Sounds good. Is there a potion shop here? Um, if there was anything like that in town, it would probably be at Savatier Exports. Thank you. And if you would care to join us for dinner, we'd all be happy to to chat with you, of course. We would like to get to know each other beforehand. 
Yes, that sounds great. In that case, um, around sunset, I should be free if you want to meet at the dead end. Yes, that sounds wonderful. Delightful. Great. That's so great. I'm so happy to be working with you guys. Uh, I will see you later then. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye. And she immediately goes and starts uh, talking about various arcane and uh, very boring things with the captain who just kind of, you can see his head slowly lower into his hand as you guys (laughs) walk out. Oh, she's disgustingly (laughs) cute. She's so cute. (laughs) Cacophony, in fact, says that as we leave. She just kind of clutches her hand to her chest and goes, oh my god, she's so cute. Yeah, no, like... <laughs> yeah, no, she, she's very cute. Yeah. Wait. She has very pretty scales. Mm-hmm. Very shiny. Too tall, though. Cute glasses. Everyone's too tall for you. You shouldn't be so tall. <laughs> I can't help it. You shouldn't be so short. How dare you? I'm the perfect height. She's the same height as me. When I'm in heels and cacophony. But she's the same height as me. You can look each other in the eye. Yes. Through, through, the, through the little glasses. Okay, um, shopping's probably gonna take a while, uh, should probably jog back and tell the captain we've accepted a contract. Probably. Uh, I'll do that, I'll meet you guys at the exports. Sounds good. Alright, cool, so, uh, Jill, you jog back to the ship real quick, uh, as you head up the ramp, you can see, uh, the captain is sort of leaning against the rail, watching the various treasure hunters uh, who work here. Kind of every once in a while, a, a group of people stop and kind of look at the ship, and then the captain will make it very clear she's holding a gun, and they'll move on. <laughs> and meanwhile, uh, various other uh, crew members are doing maintenance, repairs, uh, resupplying as much as they can in a place that has very little supply. But you head up the uh, the ramp to the captain, and she's like, "Oh, you're back very soon." I mean, I'm mostly making a pit stop. You look like you're keeping occupied. In a manner of speaking, sure. Okay. Um, well, business to talk about. Do you want to do that in earshot or do you want to step back a little from your uh, from your perch there? She kind of looks around, sees that nobody particularly shady is approaching the ship and just kind of indicates the bridge. So you guys head in there and she closes the door. Okay. Um, I'm going to meet everybody else back at the store because, of course, we're going shopping. Oh, of course. Right. We ended up stumbling into a contract that actually sounds pretty promising. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of the Nameless Tomb? Can't say I have. Right. Well, it's uh, apparently everybody has been trying to get there. Uh, it's very difficult to find. Seems like it's completely unransacked, uh, which is interesting. But we ended up stumbling across a gold dragonborn lady that seems to know oh. how to get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how's cacophony doing oh smitten she's got little okay. glasses oh no and she's awkward oh no <laughs> yeah no she's gonna be bent up over over this one real good <sighs> okay i'll start getting everyone ready to deal with the aftermath of that one yeah i would appreciate that thanks um so yeah if you could get if you could like stock up on, on some cocoa that'd be super but she offered us a contract for 500 per person uh, on a matter of basically all the supplies and necessities and stuff. So we should be well paid for this one. All right, good. Not that we have to worry about money for a while. Right. But, you know, it's always good to have an actual income stream. 
But uh, we're meeting her tomorrow morning. We're meeting her for dinner tonight. Or maybe Cacophony's just meeting her for dinner. I wasn't totally <laughs> clear on the arrangements on that one. But somebody's getting to know her. Okay. And we're meeting up tomorrow morning to mount an expedition out to this nameless tomb. I have no idea how far away it is, but apparently she's already got transport arranged because we're meeting at stables. So I guess you guys can hold tight for a while. All right. Well, keep in touch as much as you can. Uh... Yeah, I can prep ascending uh, and try and keep that on my roster. Uh, so I can keep you guys appraised if anything goes super duper south, which, you know, undead infestation in a giant tomb, probably something's going to go south. All right. Well, um, we will do our best to wait as long as possible after you drop out of inevitably drop out of contact and die. Yeah, you know, it happens. Well, uh, good luck, I guess. Thanks. I guess. And she kind of gives you a nod and then heads out of the bridge back to uh, her perch on the railing. Real quick, while Jill's here, she is going to um, basically run around in her things and grab a couple things. Okay, cool. Basically, I want to... Uh, I think Cacophony has the water bottle of, hol of holy water in it. I basically want to grab like a small vial and a cord to keep around Jill's neck and basically take some of the water from that and put that in there and use that as a secondary spellcasting focus. Cool. Just in case your hammer goes potentially missing. Yes, exactly. Also, it's a metaphor. <laughs> I want everybody to know out of character that I'm looking forward to the moment where we find a creepy old book and Tazita accidentally reads it aloud and summons all the Oh, accidentally? <laughs> yeah. On purpose. Look, we all know it's happening. <laughs> out of character, I'm very into this whole dungeon tomb exploring adventure business. I don't think Alviva's particularly <laughs> hyped on account of the skeletons, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then uh, Jill's going to head back to the exports. All right, cool. Uh, in the meantime, the rest of you headed directly towards uh, this shop. Uh, as mentioned, it's just basically a great big shed with a very fancy facade on it. And I assume you guys just head on in, or are you waiting for uh, for Jill? Uh, I'm heading in. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I take a while to shop, and I know this. All right. You guys uh, enter, and... Um, Inside, the shop is kind of fairly sparsely stocked. There's a lot of shelves, but the shelves aren't particularly full. And it's mostly kitsch, from what you can see. But tell it's me more. It's trinkets and stuff. Um, some <laughs> of it might be real. What some kind of, of it trinkets? is definitely not. <laughs> what, what do we... What, like, paint me a word picture. <laughs> <laughs> um... There's some little statuettes. They're definitely fake. There's a lot of jewelry, some of which is fake, some of which is real. There are some tablets, one of which is definitely plaster, but a couple of others which appear to be actual carved stone from an actual tomb. The language on all of this, uh, what languages do you read? Uh, I only have Elvish. Uh, well, Elvish in common, I think. Yeah, if you only had uh, Elvish, I would have concerns. I have Elvish, common, and thieves can't. That's it. So you can't really read the language on any of these. That's fine. Like a tourist in another country that can't barely speak the language. I pick up one of the little tiny statuettes and I go, Alfiva, wouldn't this look incredible in a room on the board? The ship? What is it a statuette of? I hope it's like a skeletal cat. <laughs> I was also thinking uh, cat. Oh, oh, like one of those, wait, like actual skeletal cat or like Halloween like one of those Halloween cat. ones where it has like a Ear like where it has the ears for some reason. Yes. Yeah, the entire the entire interior here is a lot like that one store at the mall. <laughs> the Spencers? No. 
No, that's your mall, Kit. <laughs> we don't have that mall. The Spencer's or mall. the weird one with the incense and the and the rugs and like occasional like little jade figurines. The the second one. Okay. <laughs> and a very white person behind the counter. Of that course. One. I, I, I have seen a dead cat. This is not what the cat skeletal structure looks like. Of this course is inaccurate. Not. Their ears aren't made of bone, but this looks incredible. And skeletons are bad. <laughs> They're hard to stab. I don't know why you would want a skeleton cat. Like, look, look over there. Look at that nice cat. That cat has skin. I like that cat. Describe this cat. It's one of those like obsidian and gold kind of looking ones. It's very regal. That one is one that looks like it's cursed. You think that the, the, the cat with skin is the one that's cursed, and your yes. cat that's dead skeleton cat is the one that's fine. That one's cute. The skinned one is definitely cursed. It's not. It's majestic. It's regal. Okay. Counteroffer, Alviva. Counteroffer. Mm -hmm. How about if we get one of these weird ones hanging on our wall? And the weird one in question seems to actually be a... Uh, a statue of let's say it's like a, a statue of of uh, what looks to be like one of those wedding toppers but it's just like a guy running from like a a boulder that's chasing him down the hill <laughs> and it's, it's very it's very kitsch it looks like it looks like some guy made it and is obviously trying to sell this on the market just to make it into meat it is not very good it's kind of lumpy looking yeah okay i like that one okay yeah that's great cacophony that's picks that one up as you are picking that up, uh, you hear a swish uh, from through a beaded curtain as a uh, rather tall human man comes through. He's about maybe in his mid-50s to early 60s, well-trimmed beard, well-trimmed hair, uh, salt and pepper, um, and he's wearing a cravat. I love him already. He's evil, but I love him. <laughs> yeah, the, the cravat seems like a bad choice considering the climate, but he's working it. What color is the cravat? What? Uh, the cravat is the, like this really deep purple. Oh yeah, this guy's evil. <laughs> no, I don't think he's evil. I think he's just immoral. <laughs> okay, fair. He's just opted out of morality. He's not actively <laughs> evil. <laughs> Arturos thinks this guy is nice. Ah, good evening, sir. I admire your fashion choices. It's absolutely wicked. Why, thank you. I can help but admire yours as well. And he's looking at the fact that you like easily have a tit hanging out um, <laughs> in, your, in your Indiana Jones outfit. Um, yeah, my sexy Indiana Jones outfit. <laughs> thank you very much. I remember the stuff you guys said you were wearing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't remember at all. <laughs> I'm in a sexy Indiana Jones outfit. I'm dressed up like Evie from Mummy. <laughs> I remember what Cacophony's wearing, and I don't remember what I'm wearing, which says a lot about my kind of feeling about things. Yeah, no, if I had an outfit change, I legit don't remember. Slutty adventurer? Maybe. Probably. Booty shorts? I don't know. Probably booty shorts. I feel like I would have picked Laura Dern from Jurassic Park. You or did Dr. pick Laura yeah, Dern from Jurassic you Park. Did. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I always say you definitely did you know that. yourself. Yeah, I know myself. I can get back there. I don't remember it, but I know that I always go to Laura Dern. I don't know myself. <laughs> it's probably booty shorts. It's probably yeah, booty shorts. Yeah, okay. Anyways. What do they say? <laughs> Across the ass. Artie doesn't read. 
<laughs> it says adventurer is what it says. <laughs> That's a lot of letters. It's That's very okay. small rhinestones. <laughs> you have to really squint. You have to get in there. Catch really the light. Really blinds get you. In there. Excuse me. <laughs> Can I read your ass? <laughs> He sticks it out for you. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> so while you guys are doing that, uh, Cacophony, I assume you're approaching the desk at the back. Oh yeah, I'm approaching the desk and I put the, the lumpy guy running from running from the boulder down. I was like, I would like to purchase this, please. He looks at it and he goes, are you sure? <laughs> yes. All right. Is there anything else I can interest you in? Do you have any potions? Um, yes, I do. Excuse me for a moment. And he heads back and you're starting to get the sense that all the stuff that's actually valuable is in the back room. <laughs> and he comes back out and he's got like a, a whole like kids chemistry set worth of vials. Uh, and he sets that down and he goes, now, uh, I have approximately 10 basic healing potions and, uh, two greater healing potions. We'll take them all. Excellent. The The basic ones are 50 gold apiece, and then the greater ones are 500 gold apiece. Hey, right. wait, no, that's a lot. That's a lot of gold. It, it is a lot of gold, dear, but we're, we're going on an expedition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, well, mm-hmm. Not the greater the, ones. Not the good bargain. Well, do we just want the lesser potions? That's, that's a good price. That's about the price we always got back home. I mean, we tend to get discounts because we do favors. Say yes. But... I'm not in a position to do favors. I mean, we're doing wholesale. Can't we get, like, a discount for wholesale? (laughs) That's true. If we we buy all ten potions, is there any way we can get a mild discount for buying them as a group? Uh, Roll a persuasion check. You got it. Can I help? Yeah, can Artie help so I get advantage? What's your charisma, Artie? (laughs) Oh, my charisma's uh, plus three. Okay, yeah, you can assist. Okay. So would I... 23. I just get advantage, basically, because you assist me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, so at a 23, uh, the, the man kind of raises one very uh, elegantly arched eyebrow, and he goes, mm, I would be willing to let you have all 10 for, let's say, 400 gold. That sounds brilliant. Alright, and he hands them over, uh, Cacophony Markov 400. You got it. And I'm going to pass those out. There are... Uh... Five of us? No, there's well, there, there's there's going to be five of us once once uh, Fazita joins us. So I'm going to hand out two per person and save two. I'm going to hand Fazita later. Cool. Jill is also just now arriving back from the yeah, ship. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Jill shows up and I give her two potions. I know you don't necessarily need them, Dia, but just in case. Huh? Oh, good, good. Yes, good. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Juliana just like claps her hands on Cacophony's shoulders. Thank you. <laughs> for buying potions. I also bought this nice little figurine for my and Elviva's room on the ship. Uh, well, that's you haven't bought that one yet. Oh, well, I'm going to. I also have some other um, items of magical provenance, if you think that those would be useful on uh, whatever expedition you're heading out on. Yes, would love to know about them. Let's see the goods. <laughs> Give me the goods. All right, so he heads into the back and he brings out... Um, four like fancy item cases like the kind like you know basically it's a cigar box and he he brings them out onto the counter and he flips each of them open and you see in turn um one box containing a pair of gauntlets 
that they're they're sort of rugged and rustic looking, uh, mostly leather with some brass over the knuckles, um, and some very ominous like skull faces stamped into the leather. The second box contains a pair of goggles that have a distinctly avian appearance to them, almost like owl-like shape around the lenses. <laughs> the goggles, they do nothing. Cacophony kind of nudges those towards Alviva for some reason. <laughs> Alviva's looking at it. Ooh. The third case contains, uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, with the art I picked, it's a rainbow zebra cowboy hat. I am interested. Oh my God. And Call then the more. last box is very small and it just contains a uh, slightly larger than average pearl. Okay. Now, if something catches your interest, I would be more than happy to explain further. What's with the pearl? Uh, this is a pearl of power. Uh, this has the ability to uh, rejuvenate one's spell casting capabilities. Really? Go on. <laughs> yes, there's a command word that you can speak, and it will uh, allow you to... It, it, this is the GM talking. It lets you regain an expended spell slot. Just one? Yes. Is it a single uh, use but, but item? It's, it's like one per long rest, if I recall okay, correctly. Okay, so it does I recharge. One, right? it, it recharges at dawn. Yeah, that one. Okay, so every day. Yeah. Gotcha. So basically you get an extra slot every day. Right. Yes. Any level? Uh, up to third level. If it's fourth level or above, your new slot is third level. Interesting. How much? This one is probably about 3,000 gold. Wow. And tell me about this hat. That's the hat of relative concentration. Oh, God. Tell me more. Well, you see, while wearing this incredibly obnoxious hat, basically, uh, you get advantage on concentration checks. However, any creature within 30 feet that can see you, including your allies, has disadvantage on concentration checks. Amazing. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> I love it, but my friends are more, well, are, have all more prone to concentration checks than me. <laughs> oh boy, it would help us when Artie does something. What? Huh? <laughs> I was looking at that hat. And the owl goggles yeah, for my what, friend. What, what's up with the bird the bird eyes? Oh, these are the goggles of night. Uh if you are of a uh persuasion that can't see in the dark, this will allow you to see in the dark out to sixty feet. Yes. Good. Yeah. What's for those? Uh these would be five thousand gold. Do they look good? Um, they look pretty cool. <laughs> and I'm gonna be honest with you. And the skull gauntlets. These are the gauntlets of ogre power, uh, which massively enhance one's strength. And the detriment? They, there, there isn't, there isn't one. <laughs> I imagine the detriment is having higher strength, so you break doorknobs sometimes. Well, that's fair. And how much for those? Oh, the gauntlets would be about 5,000 gold as well. Jeez Louise. Yeah, he knows he can charge this. I'd like to see in the dark, but it is a lot of gold. I don't have that much gold. It would be nice for when Cacophony doesn't leave a light on and I stumble trying to get into my fucking bunk bed. But I'm sorry, I have dark vision. I know, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do think that us having this Pearl of power would be nice, just so Jillianna can, you know, bring us back to life if one of us dies and she's out of lives. Uh, that's that's right. Do you, do you have any? Do you have any diamonds on hand? Uh, what size were you looking for? Uh, she fishes out uh, her the diamond that she hasn't had to use yet. About yay big. Oh yes, I have a, a few of those. Mm. 
It needs to be precisely 300 gold worth. <laughs> yeah, basically, tell me how much gold worth of diamonds you want to buy, and he's got it. Uh, I should probably buy at least one more. All right. So you now have two 300 gold diamonds. Mark off 300 gold. If we combine all of our money, can we get Jill this pro power? Yeah, I think if we can, it's worth it. Okay. Uh, I've got 600 left. Well, how much? Uh, what is what is the plat to gold conversion again? Uh, it's times 10, basically. So a plat, 10, 10 plat equals 100 gold. Okay. How do you only have 600 gold left? You had like 3,000. We split it all up and then gave half of it to the ship. So I have, if I take my silver and my plat, I get 700, which gets us a good amount of the way there. So we just need to get to 3,000. I think with the rest of us, we can do that. Yeah, because I've got like 800 gold. And then I'm trying to remember because it's actually electrum, not silver. What's the conversion of electrum pieces? Uh, Five electrum pieces is one gold. Right. Okay, the electrum, that's, yeah. Am am I supposed to have 3,479 electrum? Yes, I think yes, you are. Right, okay, well, that's where a lot of the gold went. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because he gave you something like 69,420 electrum pieces. Yeah, that sounds like a Christopher Sims. (laughs) Okay, so I can give 700. Who else can donate to get this for Jill? Here's the thing, I want to (laughs) bargain... (laughs) <laughs> okay, you want to haggle, then haggle. Then haggle. Then haggle, alright. Haggle your little heart out. So the pearl. How much did you say it was again? 3,000. Three. Like Arturo's oh. nose from pearls. Mm, I don't know if it's worth 3,000. It only does the one spell slot. It's not very big. It's got a little bit of a chip over here. Let's say we go 1,000. <laughs> Roll a persuasion check. I definitely will. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit, it's 12. <laughs> See his eyebrow kind of go up? And he goes, I'd be willing to drop it no lower than 2,500. 2,500 for this? Hmm. Trying to see how to... There's Oh, no, yeah, oh, There's a rating system for pearls. Hold on. Arturo's casually starts running running his fingers along the the counter with his signet ring on his hand like okay <laughs> you know bringing it down to say 1500 it would be really doing us a favor you know cacophony <laughs> to aid this noticing that he does this and she kind of casually slips her hand into her pocket and pulls on her fake signet ring <laughs> The one that she used to pretend to be noble and, and fooled the lady all of that in her backstory with. And then she casually just kind of scratches at her face to show it off. <laughs> we often prayed in favors. In my circles. It's a, really your a bargain I'm offering for you. <laughs> Jill, are they flirting? Is this flirting? <laughs> um, no, I'm a little bit, but not quite in the way you think. Remember right. the the whole noble thing. Where are you? I have so many fucking things. I feel kind of skeeved out. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> position of well, privilege. You should you should be skeeved out by nobility. That's kind of a that's a reasonable thing to it feel. It feels kind of gross. Yeah. Cacophony in front of them gives a nod, nod and a thumbs up. Skeeved out by nobility. Nobles are kind of gross. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> the common folk make every effort to accommodate you and avoid your displeasure. Okay. 
the way that's being phrased sounds like an intimidation check, and I would I'm willing to say that Cacophony is assisting you there. Okay. That means you get advantage. Twenty-six. Oh, oh. <laughs> Net fucking twenty! Super skeevy. Skeevy as hell. I uh I got a natural twenty. <laughs> so uncomfortable. Oh, <laughs> nobility is disgusting yeah just make it stop here's what happens the moment the signet rings come out uh you can see him kind of freeze up a little bit and there's a little bit of like apprehension there not quite edging into fear and he immediately as as you're saying this goes oh well in that case i would be willing to drop it to 1200 Oh, what a fantastic offer. That sounds wonderful. Thank you. I can cover 700 of that. Surely the rest of you can manage five. Yeah, I can do yeah. 500 for sure. And I hand over 700 of it. Okay. It's, it's, it's mostly silver. There's some platinum in there too. I just do a thousand electrum because I'm still trying to like... <laughs> it's heavy. Okay, so Here that's 500 gold. 700 and 500, so that's 1200 there. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay, Jilliana, you now are the proud owner of one Pearl of Power. Well, fuck! The company then puts away her fake signet ring before anyone can realize it's fake. <laughs> Arturos does Jill not just kind of holds it like, uh, th- thanks. Always happy to be of service. I feel somewhat uncomfortable about how all this happened. Um, <laughs> now if I may, how much for this statue from the front? Oh, that's ten gold. Oh, here you go. She hands off ten gold. <laughs> Don't spend it all in one place. That is not worth ten gold. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely that? worth ten gold to me, That Artie. is worth ten copper. Oh my god, please don't push your luck. Artie, it's absolutely worth ten gold in my I mean, heart. you you can pay whatever you want. I'm just saying. Arturos, Arturos please. <laughs> Maybe we should get both of the kitty cats. We should get both of the kitty cats, Cacophony. I've been thinking about it. I think they could be friends. I'm afraid that I'm I've used my money I'm keeping an eye on those gloves (laughs) I'll be back for those gloves Jam Jammer is performed by Alexi Peppers, Annie Creighton, Kit Walker, Mackenzie Weaver, and Rio, and is edited by Jake Mason. Our character designs are by Rio, who you can find at vriosart on Twitter, and our cover art is by Canary Witch, who you can find at doodlesfromthebird.tumblr.com. Our opening and closing music is by Reckoning Storm Audio Works. For more episodes of this show and our other shows, as well as news, check out our website at crookedrussiancamp.horse. So yeah, we just arrived on Death Planet. I uh, narrowly convinced you guys not to bring uh, Lachlan with you because he would die on Death Planet. Um, oh, that whose fault is that, frankly? <laughs> it's me for giving him 27 hit points. We also awkwardly found out that Lachlan's a druid and none of us had known this. Yeah. <laughs> we discovered <laughs> that to be a spellcaster. Okay, but... <laughs> a lot of us can do spells and we're not spellcasters, so... 